Hello and welcome to the second edition of the Deutsche Fußball podcast. I'm George Stoneman. And I'm Aaron Rolls. And there's only one place to start this weekend and that was with the um, Hoffenheim versus Bayer Leverkusen. Friday night's fixture and obviously, as you may have heard, the phantom goal scored by Stefan Kiesling. Um, header went wide, hole in the... Obviously there's holes in the net, but a hole in the side of the net. Um, snuck in, ended up in the back of the net. Kiesling didn't think he'd scored, and the ref and linesman gave the goal. Yeah, um, it's obviously massively, massively controversial. Um, I want to start by saying I have sympathy with the referee. You see the ball hit the hit seat, net ripple, ball up into the back of the net. You don't. The first thing you don't think is there must be a hole in it. You must just think, oh, that must have snuck in. So I, I want to defend him first and foremost. But whilst that was controversial, I think that. Hoffenheim have got themselves just as much to blame for not at least collecting something on the night as much as anything. I mean, obviously they were at home, so it was it was there they were there to take the game. But I mean, missed a penalty, had enough chances. I think it would be harsh of, I think not not harsh, not the right word. I think it'd be naive of them just to blame the phantom goal as the reason they didn't get anything on the night. Obviously, the phantom goal was scored in the second half when the game was at 1-0 and sort of balanced and Hoffenheim sort of was still in the game a lot and they had a goal ruled out through Volland, which was uh, just offside. But do you think they're right to um, ask for a rematch? Obviously, it's sort of a difficult one for the uh, DFL to decide, obviously, because Bayer got three points and, you know, if the rematch, they then lose or draw, they're sort of two points down in the season and so it'll take a lot of deliberation. Do you think... That it's sort of worthy of a rematch. Um, it's a rematch would be the fairest thing to do, but with obviously Bayern in the Champions League as well, it's finding the time, and then obviously Sammy Hippie won't be happy. Players will be fatigued. They've played ninety minutes. Um, I know I can remember instances where in in England, for example, I know where they like teams have let other teams score instances like this. So in the reverse fixture, Bayer give an early goal to Hoffenheim. I, I mean, I'm not. I can't imagine that will happen now with the money and stuff involved, but I don't know. I think a rematch as logical or as fair as it would be isn't really logistically capable. I need to talk about tickets and things like this, so I don't know. Uh, whilst it's fair, it's not really a, a sensible sort of solution, I don't really think. Yeah, and as you say, sort of Bayer now up to the uh, third, just a point off um, Bayern. So, you know, replaying a fixture that could, you know, in theory put them back out into sort of fourth or fifth wouldn't make sense for them and sort of as we mentioned Bayern that's you know next game from the weekend against Mainz at home didn't start you know well um, 1-0 down at half time Pep makes the inspired um, substitution of introducing Mario Goetze quite an option to have off the bench game finishes 4-1 and Goetze has got two assists to his name and Bayern are back at the top of the league um, what do you sort of make of Gertzer and Guardiola's decision and now he's back to full fitness how much of a sort of impact can he have yeah obviously there was a lot of controversy surrounding the move as as everyone's aware of but he he wasn't he came he was obviously injured at the end of last season he's been trying he's been working really hard sort of behind the scenes and training to get fit again and then I think the injury to Shakira picked up on international duties now sort of notched him that one place closer to the starting eleven. And the performances he's putting in, he's not doing himself any harm in looking to make himself a f- one of the first names on the team sheet. 
Yeah, and obviously that's one of the questions now. Who do you drop? Because you've obviously got Frank Ribery, Iron Robin, Thomas Muller, Cruz, Schweinsteiger. Where does Gertzer fit in? All you know, with all of this, obviously Guardiola likes to play the sort of false nine. So you could drop Mandzukic and um, play Gertzer, you know, as the sort of false nine, number ten role. Um, but on to Mainz, you know, again, inconsistent, poor start to the season, and it's not. It might not even be a case of them missing. Um, Adam Slazai either, um, obviously Nikolai Muller, um, top scorer in the league, and you know what? What is their problem? Why? What is up with the poor start? Obviously the coach is highly regarded. Um, what do you think the problem could yeah, be? Yeah, they've not. They're obviously not the easiest of starts, but it's whilst they are still sat in 14th. You know, one in theory, one win could see them jump as high as sixth. Um, they're only three points off Gladbach, who are in sixth. So. Again, it's obviously first first nine games. I think you take the league table still with a little bit of a pinch of salt. Um, but no, I mean obviously they this, they won't be happy sat in fourteenth. They won't be happy to be sat only only four points above relegation zone. But I don't know. I think then they're never they're never going to be a side who will go up there and they'll never challenge the the, the Munich, the Bayern Munichs, the Dortmunds, the Leverkusens. If they can even get in touch with the Schalkers, the Gladbachs, I think that that will probably be constitute a, a good season for them. Yeah, and I guess that's what they're aiming for. So they had a great season last season and sort of tailed away after Christmas, just as you say, which was a shame. Um, and yeah, that sort of moves on to the next game at the top of the league. Um, as you mentioned, they won't ever reach the top sort of three. But uh, Dortmund, another sort of win, had to get back to winning ways after losing to Gladbach. Um, obviously difficult as well after the international break. Um, but yeah, you know, just keeping ticking over, just a point away from Bayern at the top. Obviously, Ruhr Derby this weekend, which um, you know was a big game for them. Um, but yeah. Would you sort of make of their credentials again this season? Obviously, last night. Yeah, there's there's the signs that Dortmund just coming back. I mean, we were talking last one that nothing that they don't seem to be looking the same team as they did last year. But obviously, Royce is now back from his injury. You get in the midfielders who are coming back. Hummels is still not looking great, but he's still playing with Subic. There's still that constant there. Um, and then you have got people like Gungon and Pischek who are slowly making their way back. You got players like Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang who are adapting to the league. So. Whilst they're still not sort of the force you could sort of say in inverted commas they were last season, there are signs that they are getting back to where they be. And to be after supposedly this poor start or this not as good start as everyone seems to be making out, we, I mean, we were doing it last, last on the last episode of the podcast. But there was they were saying that they weren't quite as good as they looked, but still only one point off the top of the league. And if they're that's what you are, isn't it? If you can pick up wins playing badly, then what can you do when you play well? Yeah. Um, obviously then on to Hanover who they beat 1-0 7th in the league so not a disastrous start um, but signs that home forms can be vital for them because they're yet to score away from home um, what do you make of sort of form like that and um, you know how can that affect the team season obviously away form is vital, you know, just as important as home form yeah I mean they're the, the only side in the league not to pick up anything away from home um, literally 0 points away from home Zero goals away from home. Yeah, so where their home form, fourth in the league in home form, played five, one, four, drawn one. So whilst it's it's good, I'm sure you you know that's it's one of the first rules: win your home games and then try and pick anything up away from home. If they want to take that next step and then become a European side, a European constant side, you know, a real solid top half team, then that's the sort of thing you need to adjust. But whilst they'll win their games at home, they'll 
stay away from relegation, which again for a club like Hanover is they won't go into the season looking at it, but they won't want to get dragged into a relegation fight. So it's it's important for them. But no, so they've they've started well, and if they can keep this home form up, then you know start picking points up away from home. Who knows where they could end up? Yeah, I think they're 100% safe this season. Let me briefly mention the uh, Ruhr derby there. Um, Schalke at the weekend um, came through against Braunschweig away. Played a young side, um, Goretzka, uh, Mayer, uh, Clemens involved. Um, Last-minute winner. What do you make of sort of Schalke this season? Obviously, difficult result last night, and they lost Herger at the weekend through cruciate ligaments, out for the season. Um, you know, credentials. Yeah, I mean they 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 started the season very slowly, um, and the signing of Boateng obviously seemed to lift everybody up a bit. And then he's like, as you'd expect, as everyone knew with him, he's not been able to play every week. He's a little bit concerns over his fitness but Schalke are building a young side there um, they're still obviously still sat fifth in the league they're only one point away from Hertha who are in fourth so you know if, they, if, this, if this young side can play together gel together obviously you've got exceptional players in the side still like Draxler Hunslar's obviously this past week said he's out for a couple more months yet but again if they can keep picking up results and stay within touches I mean, again fourth will be their, their objective this season but if they can stay in there until the likes of Botan can improve his fitness and play more games and Drax has only get better, Hunslar comes back, then you know, yeah, they can they can have what they deem to be in a successful season in finishing in that top four and securing Champions League football again. Yeah, and I think Champions League's vital this year, obviously Draxler might be leaving next summer. Um so I think Champions League this year, whilst Draxler's there will be vitally important, um, get, you know, maximum money. Braunschweig, we've mentioned them before. Look like they're sort of doomed. Um, picked up an away win last time, but only two goals. At, uh, yeah, three goals at home this season from the first nine games. Um, you know, they look like they're sort of doomed. Do you reckon they, you know, could see them maybe making the relegation playoff or better? Yeah, or? I mean, it's for a club like that getting up in the first place, is obviously a massive achievement. But I mean, if they if they get a couple of home wins in a row, then who who knows what they might do? But I mean, what will be alarming for them already that they're already five points away from automatic safety. But with Freiburg and Nuremberg down there, you know, one one win in theory again could see them jump up to sixteenth into that playoff spot. So, like I say, if they can you know, they can start winning their games at home and building some form at home. There were signs at the weekend that they were looking better, running aside like Schalke, who like we're saying want to finish Champions League to a last minute winner. Is is encouraging, but they need to they need to start at least getting something from games like this. Yeah, and going back to you mentioning Hertha, they carried on their fine start to the season, one 0 win over Gladbach. Gladbach ever so inconsistent, um, obviously beating Dortmund before the international break, losing to Hertha, just a single goal, one nil. Um, but yeah, up to fourth after nine nine games, obviously newly newly promoted, coming back up. You know. Good little squad they've got together. Um, obviously bonded, you know, sort of coming up through the uh, Bundesliga two, getting themselves back up. First time of asking. Again, how high can they reach this season? You know, can they sort of? Yeah, it's good. it's obviously good to see them. It's good to have them back up. See a relatively large fan base being in being in Berlin. Um, if they were to finish fourth, then it would be a massive surprise. I think if they were to finish in a, in a Europa League spot, it would still be deemed a massive surprise. But you know they're there on merit. Nine games in now, so they can they can only keep doing what they're doing. They can keep they can only keep winning games and keep performing. And you know they're like I say they're above teams like Schalke and Gladbach on merit. So 
as far as I'm concerned, I'll, I'll love an upset long, may it continue. Mm, no, yeah, great start for them. And then um, Sunday game, pretty, you know, game of the weekend, uh, Hamburg-Stuttgart, 3 all. Positives for Van Marwijk, despite the result, you know, Hamburg still lining 15th, but Van Marwijk only third or fourth game in to his reign. Um, 3 all came from behind three times, you know, it's great fighting spirit from the team. Obviously, difficult start to the season would have been... It's a huge confidence booster. Um, still got missed a chance to go fifth. You know, you know, great recovery from them since you know their start to the season. Manager getting sacked, new manager coming in. Mm. Um, you know, both you know Hamburg and Stuttgart. What about their season? I think you know, safety and just mid table. Yeah, again, if either, if either of these sides were to get relegated, then that'd be a massive shock. Uh, probably a bigger shock than Hertha finishing in top four. Um, but again, I think a couple, both those sides are still that step away from Champions League. Again, both, I think both sides would be happy with Europa League. Um, I think Hamburg, again, are in an extremely false position. They won't finish the season in 15th. Um, but I mean, if they can keep, again, like I say, it's great fighting spirit from them. The team's only get stronger. New manager coming in, still looking to implement things. A good manager coming in as well, a manager that guided Holland to a World Cup final. Um, so he obviously knows what he's doing. He's got some good players in the squad still. So I, I, I can only see Ham, Hamburg climbing the table. Stuttgart eighth is pretty much their level at the moment, and where where they where they look to probably end the season. Yeah, obviously they won the, the league a couple of seasons back, and they've got good players in there. You know, Bisevich is a great striker. And I think Europa League will probably be a target for them. But yeah, I think um, neither of them will ch- challenge top four. Um, it's just on the remaining games. Frankfurt, Nuremberg, one all. Good result for Nuremberg. Obviously, they were sort of managerless at the weekend um, before they appointed Gertz Jan Verbeek this week, uh, former AZ manager. Obviously, they sacked uh, Michael Weisinger um, before the international break, down 16th. But again, um, they'll probably be struggling this season. But depending on how the players react to the new manager, they might find themselves climbing up. Um, Augsburg, Wolfsburg, um, two on Wolfsburg, good win for them. You know, mid-table again, probably their level this year. Augsburg, sort of 13th, it's an OK position, but probably be struggling again like they did last year. Um, you know, home form will be vital for them this season to stay up. And the first nil-nil of the Bundesliga season after, you know, match week nine, first nil-nil, you know, Great indication that Bundesliga is one of the most entertaining leagues. Um, Werder and Freiburg. Result doesn't suit either team. Freiburg down 17th, need to start picking up some form. Or they will start finding themselves in trouble as well. Just want to juggle Europa League. Um, but yeah, that's the weekend overview. Um, and on to Player of the Week. Mentioned him previously, Mario Goetze. Only played 45 minutes, but did what his manager asked of him and looked. Great, considering as well, following on the form from his two assists and a goal for Germany against Sweden the Tuesday beforehand. Um, would you make of his performance? Has we touched on it already? Just anything further to add? Yeah, no, it's just it's just good to see. Um, let's say obviously, like we said earlier, the move was a controversial one. You know, everyone hated him for it, and he was a sellout and all this and all of that. But at the end of the day, he's joined the best club in Europe, probably the best club in the world. He's 21 years old now, I think. Um, so you know, f- fair play to him, and he's performing. Like I say, like I say, I, hopefully he, this form continues and he keeps playing well. Yeah, 
And moving on to goal of the week, um, from the three that we mentioned, Stuttgart and uh, Hamburg. Goal from Van der Vaart, so the equaliser uh, for the three all. And yeah, we'll link it in on site. Just a great goal, just a great sort of team move. Not even team, there's only three players involved, but just three players, three touches, and you know, a you know, great, great team goal. Um, so yeah, if you can grab a chance to watch that, it'd be well worth it. And just to finish off, um, sort of one of the talking points, obviously, was the Kiesling goal and um, the Deutsche Fußball, um, you know, league association had to come out and comment on sort of the course of goal line technology uh, or, you know, a technology of that nature to sort of rule out goals like that. Um, not helped by the fact that um, it was confirmed if the technology was in place, the goal wouldn't have stood. But they've said that 2015 earliest um, for goal line technology in the Bundesliga. Would you make of it, obviously, it's in the Premier League this season? Um, should it just be across all leagues, um, just compulsory? It, it does surprise me that it's it's in the Premier League. It's going to be used in the World Cup and the Bundesliga. Uh, sort of not against it, but aren't as keen to implement it as some other leagues and associations have been. Um, but as always with things like this, it's, it's always highlighted when an instance like this happens. You know, we're nine games in, so we're 81 games played so far, and this is the first instance that I can recall that there's been a call for goal line technology. You know, nine games, this happens, what, three times a season? And whilst that three times may affect who win the league, who will get relegated, things like that, it's, it's such a little thing that at the same time an offside decision could affect that. So whilst, I mean, I'm pro-goal line technology, I want the right decision because you never want to be on the receiving end of a wrong one. At the same time, I think that you sort of have to take the rub of the green sometimes in the argument with offsides, with fouls, with penalties, with handballs and things like that. They always even themselves out. And whilst they might, whilst Hoffenheim may have been on the receiving end of a, of a stinker here, who to say next week that they might not might sort of have a shot which won't go over the line and get given. Or in a couple of weeks they might have a shot which they defend and it goes over the line and doesn't get given. So whilst sort of I'm surprised by it, at the same time I can sort of see why they're not getting the association aren't going overboard with thinking we need it now, let's get it implemented for next week, let's go and do this and do that, just sort of staying very calm and thinking, you know, if it happens, it'll happen. If not, then, you know, we've coped for X amount of years before we're it. So. Mm. I think Hovenheim sort of um, had been unlucky this season. I think they had an instance earlier in the season where Volland had a shot that crossed the line and didn't go in. But, again, you know, it's it's the the main thing if you know they implemented goal on technology, you know it would rule out stuff like that. But then our job, you know, take away our talking points for the week. So uh, you know for the time being, you know, you just have to, the teams will have to sort of accept it and get on with it. Um, and yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. Thanks for listening. It's been the Deutsche Fußball podcast, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>